Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of Season 2 of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Pumpkin, with me, as always, is my good friend, Richie. Richie, how's it going? It's going good. Another fun week of football. Terrible start to the season for me in all of my fantasy football leagues, but that's okay because the Commanders are 2-0. So... I was about to say, uh, the Cardinals blew a big lead. The Lions somehow decided to lose their game. And I won one out of four fantasy leagues. It was not a weekend to remember. (laughs) Not a good Sunday for sure. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, this was one I'm not going to want to remember. The Commanders tried their darndest to give the game away, but still won. (laughs) Well, they tried in the whole first half. Somehow they decided the second half. Yeah, they don't like to show up till halftime. They did week one against the Cardinals. They did week two two against the Broncos. I'm guessing week three against the Bills, they'll be down thirty five nothing at halftime, and then and then decide to show up. I I'm going to be honest with you. I would rather my team know how to my team play hard in the second half as opposed to play really hard in the first and just suck the second half like because you can fix the first half. <laughs> You can fix the first half. You can't fix being tired and unable to close out games. So, yeah, that I, might be a good problem. It's always to me. It's always been a sign of good coaching. If teams play better in the second half, they make the adjustments they need to. And watching the Cardinals two weeks in a row explode in the second half, especially against the Giants on Sunday, it's like that's bad coaching. They they didn't adjust mm-hmm. to anything, and the Giants did, and obviously it showed. So you don't subscribe to the thought that if you're having to make a bunch of adjustments at halftime, you've already lost. No, I think you should be making adjustments at halftime because you're going into the game prepared, like especially on defense. You're going in prepared to what you think they're going to do on offense. The opposing coaches should be changing up their game plan week to week. So you see what they do in the first half and you make the necessary adjustments. It's not like you're throwing I... out your entire game plan, but... You know, if you're getting gashed on the ground by the running back, you could be like, oh, hey, they're handing the ball off a lot. Maybe we should play more guys in the box. No, I agree. You should change things at halftime. But the, but the, there, that's an old saying, by the way, the one I said. Oh, I okay. Make it up. But I, the, the, the idea is that you are you should only have to make small adjustments at halftime, not com- change your entire game plan. Because if you're at that point, you've already lost. So Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. If you're if you're throwing out your entire game plan at halftime, then that's a bad sign. But if you're I mean, even even Madden at halftime, you can make adjustments to your game plan. And I mean that's that's Madden, about as unrealistic as football can get. So um, I think I think some adjustments are, are necessary at halftime. But the Cardinals clearly Thank you for didn't the make follow, any. Isaac. I see you. But yeah, the Cardinals definitely didn't make any. Yeah. So I'm with you. All right. Well, we'll get right into our top five um, of the week. If you're new here, that we do it every single week to start the show. We come up with a top five something for that week. And uh, this week's top five is actually a, a re... What's the word? Rewind to last year? Yeah, we, we couldn't two? think of anything new. <laughs> yeah, forget new. We're going rewind, all right? Uh, so we're going back to the same as last week in week two, and we're going to do top five running backs of 2023 so far by impact. So 
So yeah, it's only been two weeks, but I think that there were some stats as I was looking this up that um, actually surprised me. So I think it's a good top well, five. There's also been a lot of shakeups in the running back position in just two weeks. Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> I'm totally fine and understanding of of throwing these names out here right now. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see where they wind up. Yeah, but, we'll review yeah. them again in, in another like three or four weeks. We'll just we'll just keep rotating these. Um, I'll start. My number five is Christian McCaffrey. I, I mean I obvi- it's obvious he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, but the thing that shocked me was that he is he's leading the NFL in rushing. Okay, not shocking, but he is eighty eight more yards than the second place person. Um, which I mean, that's to some running backs, 88 yards is a game. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's a pretty hefty lead. And, you know, obviously it's, it's only two weeks, but right now he's on track for like 2,300 rushing yards, which obviously would be a record. So, um, I could name you five, four starting running backs right now that that's more than they have in two games. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Um, I went with the number two guy actually. And that's Bajan Robinson, who, oddly enough, doesn't have any touchdowns rushing. Uh, I believe he has two receiving. So yeah. he has scored, but he is, as a rookie, doing what everyone thought he would um, in the first two games. Yep. Second in the NFL in rushing in two games as a rookie. I'd say that's a pretty big impact immediately. And I was questionable on whether whether he'd get be that good after two weeks, but obviously uh, that faith that everyone had in him was uh, well-placed because he's not disappointing. I thought maybe he'd be in like the top 12 to start the season, but uh, he's just churning out the yards already. And it makes sense since, you know, Atlanta runs a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think the the thing that amazes me most about that is the fact that Tyler Algier is still getting like 15 carries a game. Like, if Bijan was just yeah. their lead back and getting, you know, 80% of carries, he, he'd be even more of a monster than he is. Did you see the run against the Packers where he juked, like, three people in a row? I think so. Oh, it was, yeah. it was beautiful. Cool. <laughs> All right. My, yeah, he just looks good running. He does. He really does. Uh, my number four is Kyron Williams. Um, he's he's somebody that, you know, people had, had talked about uh, before fantasy football drafts is you know, a potential replacement for Cam Akers because Sean McVay just seems to hate Cam Akers. Um, and obviously that must be true because he got traded today. Uh, but I say, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, but Kyron Williams, he is the number two running back in fantasy football after two weeks, which is crazy. Um, I mean, fantastic for him. You know, good opportunity, especially with Akers now officially gone. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to keep it up and, and finish number two or even top five throughout the rest of the season, but... Uh, he is off to a great start. I picked him up in both of my keeper leagues. So my dynasty league and my keeper league. After week one, when I saw he had 15 carries and a whole bunch of yards, and I'm like, you know, if he ends up in some time in the future being their starter, with the way they sparingly used Cam Akers to give him all these yards, I, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give a chance. And then Cam Akers was a healthy scratch in week two and i'm like oh here we go i love it <laughs> yeah he is he so, is uh especially for somebody that i mean like you said you picked him up you even get drafted in a lot of leagues um and and now yeah, we'll he was see what happens sitting there on the waiver wire it's his backfield so we'll see how he does yep 
And the greatest part about him as far as fantasy goes is he is a runner and a and he catches the ball. So yes. He's got the dual threat in in the in, in what is a surprisingly stout Rams offense <laughs> this season. Did not see that he, coming. He's got he's got plenty of opportunities. So Yeah. Absolutely. Uh my second is James Cook from Buffalo, who is fifth in rushing and proving why just last year people thought that he would be the starting running back uh, with, what is it, David Singletary? Not David Singletary. Devin. Devin Singletary gone. James Cook is starting, and he just looks really good. Yeah. So, yeah, he does. I like James Cook. Dalvin's brother. Mm-hmm. Doing better than his brother. <laughs> yeah, light years better. Uh, my number three is Jerome Ford. Um, he's another guy that, you know, I had heard about during the summer, good handcuff to Nick Chubb. If you drafted Nick Chubb, you know, draft Jerome Ford uh, to handcuff him. And, and if you did, you're, you're golden because, unfortunately, Nick Chubb uh, destroyed his knee um, last Monday night. So he is out for yeah. the year. Um, but now Jerome Ford – and Jerome Ford looked good uh, both weeks. You know, he's he looked good when filling in for Chubb on Monday and looked good in week one. And – they signed Kareem Hunt today, but the coach Stefanski said that Jerome Ford's still their number one back. So Kareem Hunt's probably going to do what he's done the last couple of years and just fill in. But um, yeah, he'll be the he'll be the Jerome Ford to Jerome Ford. Yes, he's the new Jerome Ford. Yes, exactly. So Jerome Ford isn't a rookie. I did not know that. He is not. Yeah, I think it's his second year. It is his second year. Last year, he played 13 games with only eight carries for 12 yards. Yep. <laughs> so Not do crazy. much behind Chubb and Hunt. Nope, nope. But he got his opportunity now. Um, my third is one near and dear to my heart, which makes it so hard to talk about where he's at currently at this moment. But David Montgomery from Detroit, he is the 12th in rushing, despite the fact that he missed most of game two after a hot start in that game yeah. so if he had finished game two i can only imagine he would have been up in the top eight at least yeah at the very least so david montgomery having a massive uh effect on the detroit offense in his first year um very straightforward runner right down the line goes right through the tackles just runs hard to go with gibbs going down the sidelines and going out for catches it was the perfect one-two combination. So now I'm curious with David Montgomery hurt what we see from Gibbs uh, if Montgomery can't go this weekend. So yeah, that was uh, that was frustrating to see Montgomery get hurt because he ran hard in Week One and was running hard against Seattle. And you know, Craig Reynolds looked okay filling in, and they activated Zonovan Knight, who you know we're both I fans. I saw that of. today. I'm like, yeah, I would rather watch him run than Craig Reynolds. Sorry, <laughs> Craig Reynolds did literally nothing. I mean, you, I, I'm sure though Zonovan Knight will get some carries because he looked good last year, and um, I mean, he's a mm. good running back. The Jets just had too many to keep him. Um, but yeah, man, Dave Montgomery, yep. he's he's exact what the Lions needed to replace Jamal Williams. Hopefully, he doesn't miss too much time. I did like oh. David Montgomery in the press conference after announcing his own injury. Um, I like honesty like that. He's like, "Yeah, it's a thigh bruise. I'm going to be out. You know, miss some time." It's like. Not even waiting for the coaches to say that. He just says it himself. First off, I want to say, what's up, Maurice? Good to see you. I see you there. Um, 
and the other thing I want to say is, David, when you get to the sideline and someone wraps you up by your leg up to the knee, just go down. Don't try to do spin moves with someone holding onto your leg because this is what happens. Yes. So I really wish he had just gone down instead of fighting for that extra yard. I understand and I like the idea of fighting for stuff, but once you got a guy on your leg and you you do the work to spin your leg around while he holds it stationary, that was just tough to watch. So. Goonies never say die. Yeah, he definitely didn't. <laughs> So. Uh, my number four is uh, one near and dear to my heart, Brian Robinson Jr. Um, last year, he missed the beginning of the season after getting shot in a, a robbery, a carjacking, and played well when he came back, but, you know, not amazing. Um, but this year, first two games, man, he looks good. Um, he leads the NFL in rushing first downs with 13, uh, which is exactly what you want your running backs doing. He's already scored two touchdowns after scoring two in all of last season. Um, and I think he played like 10 or 11 games last season. And he caught nine passes all of last year. He already has three in two games. So obviously new offensive coordinator with Eric Bieniemy, But I think Brian Robinson is fully healthy uh, after recovering from the gunshots last season. And, and um, I'm you know, we're, we're both fans of, of power running games. And um, so far he has been so much fun to watch. I think one of the coolest parts for him is how well he's doing while Gibson is still managing to get a good workload as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Gibson in there a lot, but I still see Brian Robinson getting like the, the stats, you know? So, yeah. Um, in fact, I'm going to look up, uh, how many carries Gibson has. Cause I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've just, you know, obviously it's, it's, He's like right now. He's uh, the fourth uh, running back in fantasy football. I don't think he's going to finish that high, but it's just it's just so nice to see him performing well and and getting carries. Um, let's see. Antonio Gibson only has five carries. Brian Robinson has thirty-seven. Yeah. Gibson has four. How many? How many targets? Uh, Gibson four has? targets, and Robinson has five. Um, so Gibson really is weird not that in. I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> weird that I can remember Gibson being on the field that much. Maybe I just catch every play. Yeah. Maybe because I, most of the Redskins or Redskins, most of the commanders games I've seen have been, um, in the, on the red zone channel. So they must use them more often in the red zone than getting to the red zone. Yeah, I think, I think they do. Um, I know last last week he caught the uh, a pretty good screen pass, so I'm sure that highlight was shown on Red Zone. But um, yeah, man, Brian Robinson has has been the uh, the bell cow so far. But it's nice to have Antonio Gibson. Like if Robinson gets hurt or needs to be spelled, you put Antonio Gibson in, and he is still a a very competent runner as well. Oh, for sure. I remember when he was the guy. Yep. In Washington, so um, I cheated on the next one. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> so my my fourth one I listed here as a top five running back of 2023 so far is uh, Anthony Richardson. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, because he leads the league with rushing touchdowns at three. Not to mention that he has 76 yards, I think, 78 yards, which puts him ahead of Ramondre Stevenson. Jamal Williams, Najee Harris, and Damian Pierce, among others. Ridiculous. And Anthony Richardson has <laughs> like left both games with injuries. 
Yeah, he hasn't even played full games either game. So the the what what Anthony Richardson is doing with his legs is crazy. And it's definitely making an impact for the Colts because they haven't looked like an absolutely terrible team this season so far. Yeah. They actually look good. Now that he's hurt, if he doesn't play this week, we'll see what they actually are. <laughs> um, I do like Gardner Minshew, but uh, he's not – he is not running – leading the league in rushing touchdowns, that's for sure. No. <laughs> so. Well, my last one is DeAndre Swift. Uh, I know it was only one week because he didn't do anything week one um, because they were resting him for Thursday Night Football. But, man, he looked good on Thursday against Minnesota last week. and He was crazy. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. And it's just good to see him getting a chance. I felt like the Lions never gave him enough opportunities. Um, I mean, He was you, always hurt. Was that you can't a, give him an opportunity yeah. if he's hurt. <laughs> well, hopefully he can stay healthy. I hurt his leg every time, he, every year. Hopefully he stays healthy because he, he looked good. We'll see if they – I mean, they still overshot Penny and Kenneth Gainwell, so I don't I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to get all of the carries. But um, hopefully he stays healthy and hopefully he keeps it up. Maurice says another guy I, I have a lot of is Swift. It, it, the funny part with Swift is, like, I almost benched him after week one when he scored one point. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm giving you one more week, all right? And uh, he did not disappoint in week two. No, so he did thank not. you to that for that. I was already thinking to myself, well, what am I picking up on the waiver wire? Because now I don't have any running backs that are any good. <laughs> <laughs> so good thank you for coming you back in week two, Swift. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my last one is Tony Pollard, who I stayed away from completely in fantasy drafts for the simple fact that he was always a good second guy. For Dallas, buying Ezekiel Elliott being the, the main guy. And I just didn't know if he was going to be able to handle being the number one guy and still produce like he did as a receiver out of the backfield as the second guy. But uh, he is the 10th in rushing in the NFL, Tony Pollard is. So I think he's proving he can be a lead back while still uh, doing some of the things he did as the backup to Ezekiel Elliott in the past game. So Tony Pollard actually does look... Uh, pretty good, and I'm um, with some of the people that I picked instead of him, not looking good. I'm kind of mad that I did not take Tony Pollard at this point. Yeah, I. It's funny. I took him in one league because there were there was like no other running backs left at the end of the second round. I was a little nervous too, but um, so far, yeah, he's he's done well, and and I mean he looks good, and you know they've they've won two runaway game so they've been running a lot in the second half i'm curious to see if they ever play a good opponent um how much opportunity he gets i'm sure on sunday against the cardinals when they're up big he'll get a lot of carries as well so yeah and they have no sure. backups rico dowdle i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah he is their running game there is no second there's no second guy right now no. that you could name so no. All right, well, let's dive on into the news after week two. Obviously, the big news, and we talked about it, Nick Chubb out for the year. Um, They signed Kareem Hunt back to back up Jerome Ford. Did you see the injury? Did you actually see the video? No, I didn't watch it. It was bad. I I, I have nightmares of things like Kevin Ware. Oh, yeah. The the college basketball player uh, with his... Bone sticking out of his leg, yes. you know. I, I just when I, whenever I go back and watch gruesome injuries, it just sticks with me forever. So I just don't want to watch. Was it the, was it Marcus Lattimore, the South Carolina running back, that got tackled and you could see his like 
his leg was just floppy. Just flopping around. Yes. Yeah, I saw Oof. that too. Yeah. Like, like Alex Smith's injury. Oh, yeah. Like there's so many of them where I'm just like, I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, so, I'm, you know, obviously he's going to miss all of this year. And he is, he's 28, 20. I mean, he's getting older. So, I mean, it could, it could impact him going forward too, which would really suck because he's always been a solid running back and just somebody you can count on. Um, just another way, just another reason for them to devalue the running back position. Yeah. Which you'd think that it would be the opposite because if you have a guy like Chubb, who's a game changer at the position, you'd think they'd acknowledge that. Instead, they're just like, oh, whatever, we'll put Jerome look- Ford in. Well, look what happened when Jerome Ford got in. I know. That's my point. It's like, anytime a, I like seeing running backs do well in the stead of someone that gets injured, but every time that happens, that's where that devaluing happens because it's like, well, if it's just plug and play, why would we pay you $20 million, you know? Yeah. So. That's yeah, a shame. But. It, before we move on from this, um,. I heard something on the radio that I thought was interesting and it what kind of so the thing for running backs right now is they got to make unlike every other position they have to make their money in the beginning of their career. Now, yeah. when they're older, unlike other positions, they're that's not where they're going to make the money in their career. Uh currently, I think if you're if you're drafted in the higher rounds of the draft, you're with that team for like 5 years. So uh like you're there for all of your money-making years. I I heard on the radio, and I agree with this, that they should move the running back guaranteed years with the team that drafts them down so that they hit free agency faster so that those players can make money the same way the other players do. Because of the fact that they don't, they're not valued the same as every other position. You know what I mean? Like that is one way I think that they could fix that issue, at least in in for the player side. And obviously the players' association would have to um, negotiate that. But I think that would be the very first place they should start. Yeah, I because I, I don't see them getting paid no over twelve million a year anytime soon. I I think the only thing that comes to my mind is like if if running backs get that where it's like okay if you're a first round running back instead of four years with a fifth-year option, we're going to do two years and a third-year option. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of other players that want that too. Because then if someone else balls out for three years, then they get paid quicker. Um, which is, I well, mean... The NFL PA can work that out too, but uh, it doesn't matter. The good of many shouldn't outweigh... Well, you, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Just because... Everyone would get it. Does isn't a reason to not get it, right? Yeah. Even if it happens for everyone else, well, fine. Frankly, but I've for always, the running backs, I've always thought it was weird that they basically get five years as a first round pick, anyways. Like, why? Yeah, why it so is. long. So, not to mention, like, a that's per that's great for when you have a uh, good player. Yeah, but it's also terrible when you get a bad one. Yeah, because you get a bunch of guaranteed money, and yes, you can just drop them, but you're still, you know, you're still paying them. So the the guaranteed money is going to be a lot lower on a three year deal than a five year deal. And frankly, most so it, uh, first round picks don't pan out anyways. So exactly, this is this probably would 
help everyone. Yeah. So if it happened for all players and for the teams, I don't. It just don't. If it will work out for everyone, I would, I could see them doing it, and I think they should. So. Yeah. Well, they got to do something. Right, go um, more running back news: Saquon Barkley sprained his ankle. He is week to week. Um, he's not playing tomorrow night, even though. That they were kind of on the fence about that. Earlier today, they announced he's officially out. So, may only miss one game. Uh, we'll see what happens. Matt Breida. Yeah. Ooh, didn't know he Starting was still around. <laughs> Another. This is this is where San Francisco continues to be that one that muddled the running back. Uh, market so much because Matt Breida, another one of those San Francisco running backs like Elijah Mitchell and Raheem Mostert and all these guys that are everywhere now, Jeff Wilson, that just continue to stick around and you hear their name and you're like, oh, they'll be great. And then we'll we'll see what happens. Matt Breida, I looked at his stats just because I was curious about putting a waiver wire in on him. He does not catch passes like at all. Really? So... If you're looking for Matt Breida to start for you tomorrow, expect yards. Um, and uh, I wouldn't expect a lot of yards out of Matt Breida. So. Not against, especially against the 49ers. <laughs> exactly. I, my, here's some fantasy advice for you. Don't pick up Matt Breida to start tomorrow. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> yeah, let's see if I'm regretting saying that <laughs> the next week. Uh, Joe Burrow aggravated his calf injury from training camp. He is, uh, there's no news really, but there's a possibility that he does not play Monday night, which is rough if you have him in fantasy because you have to make the decision Sunday. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Anthony Richardson's in concussion protocol. I doubt he plays Sunday, but there hasn't been any official word. CJ Gardner-Johnson out indefinitely with a torn pec. They didn't say the season. They said there's a possibility he comes back this season. They just said indefinitely. Yeah, I've heard a lot of like him coming back in like week 15 to 17, somewhere in there. Um, This one sucks. The way he was playing on the field the first two weeks, he was like leading that defense. Like just a tough tackler, a very uh, enigmatic on the field, hyping up the team. Um, So he's definitely going to miss. The good news is we have a plethora of safeties. It's kind of crazy how many safeties we have. So Brian branch plays just like him and he's going to be taking his place, the rookie. So I'm happy to see Brian branch get more playing time. He had an awesome training camp. He had that pick six in week one, you know, so I believe in him. I just really love CJ Gardner Johnson and it sucks to see him get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. He is. He was, uh, awesome for that for the first two two games and um i mean hopefully he'll be back in time for the playoffs just the alliance just have to make the playoffs yeah exactly uh deontay johnson uh went on ir he was already out but now he's officially going to be out a minimum of four weeks uh, i saw austin eckler did not practice again today so don't know if his status for sunday um I'm trying to remember what else i saw today after i already wrote these notes yesterday um, <laughs> but uh, the other big news we touched on Cam Akers was benched on Sunday inactive was announced to be on the trade block and got traded to the Vikings today for I believe a conditional sixth round pick and then the Vikings I'll say they swap picks yeah they, they so swap picks and they sent Cam Akers yeah <laughs> it's um, like I, I mean okay 
I don't, I don't know. He's the sandwich in the deal. Yeah. They could have just swapped picks, but they're like, you want Cam Akers too? It was or? like one of those that we're going to cut him, but hey, we'll get a sixth rounder for him. I don't really know yeah. what he's going to do in Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's offensive line looks that good. I don't think it was just Alexander Madison. I think it was also their offensive line. But, I mean, if you drafted Cam Akers in fantasy, it's good news because at least he's usable because he was just getting benched in, in Los Angeles. He, he was a healthy scratch. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even, like, dressed on this past week. Nothing. So, <laughs> no. All right. So at least you got a shot. Well, let us dive into our week two review. Uh, we'll start with our Thursday night four play, which did not go well for either one of us. No, it was bad. And it did. It, it, uh, so I did not get the first half spread for Minnesota at three and a half because somehow Minnesota let the Eagles kick a field goal with like 30 seconds left yeah. out of nowhere. So I lost that one. Uh, I did not win the game spread for the Eagles by six and a half because somehow they let Minnesota get down by like, I can't even remember how much. It was like like two touchdowns or three in the second half. And then they let them come in within a touchdown or within six. Yeah, within a touchdown. Six, which the game spread was six and a half, which I lost that one. AJ Brown, anytime touchdown. I just, I'm never picking anytime touchdowns ever again. Because I never get them. AJ Brown, nope, nowhere to be seen. The only one I got was Jalen Hurts, twenty-five plus yards rushing, and that, that was the gimme of the group. <laughs> yeah, even though he only ended up with thirty-five, so even that was close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my I, I had the Eagles over thirteen and a half points in the first half. They scored thirteen, um, including one where they had first and goal inside the ten and settled for a field goal. So that was annoying. Uh, I did hit the over 40.5 alt points, the Eagles money line, and then I had the Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown, which ended up with 11 catches for 159 yards, but could not get in the end zone. Yeah, but Addison. Yeah, Addison. The rookie continues Osborne, to get all the touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> but Justin Jefferson, which whatever. So, I like half bets, like your first half bet. What I don't like about them is when you don't hit them, because the rest of the game, you're like, well, none of this matters. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way it worked out for me. But, man, it was so close. Um, yeah. Oh, well, we, we keep trying. We'll, we'll get one one of these days. Um, but speaking of the Vikings-Eagles game on Thursday night, I mean, Kirk Cousins, amazing stats. 31 of 44, 364 yards and four touchdowns. Um, I mean, the Vikings have lost – both their games by one score and they've given they, they have a minus six turnover differential i think that's the the biggest reason i mean kirk's been playing good they just keep turning the ball over and of course they have no run game until now they have cam Akers. yeah that i think the the biggest takeaway i have from that game is how deandre swift played yeah he played amazing honestly because it was just the entire time you're like, how many yards is going? Is he going to get to? Yep. And they kept feeding them the ball. Twenty eight carries is huge for a running back. And so. the Vikings never, never were able to stop it. I mean, all game they just kept handing off the ball because they because Jalen Hurts couldn't throw. He he did not look very good. Um, so they just decided we're just going to hand off the entire game, and the Vikings could not stop the run. I mean, the backups to Swift had one less carry than all of Minnesota's rushing attempt. That's how much they rushed. <laughs> yeah, it's so. crazy. 
Crazy. Um, Seahawks and Lions, uh, it was a shootout, which, you know, based off their last couple games, we expected. Um, but uh, I'll let you talk about this game more. Well, first off, first week against the Kansas City Chiefs, the defense was amazing. Somehow, in this game, the defense was absolutely fucking terrible. So I have to wonder what Aaron Glenn's deal is and why in big games he can figure out a game plan and then somehow he can't figure out the Seahawks. We lost to them, what, 48-45 last year? Yeah. We lost to them now 37-31. Like, and there was another game in there like a couple of years ago, very close. I think we lost by like 10 in that game. We just could not, cannot beat the Seahawks somehow. I don't know. And then this game looked, I don't know. I try to be positive, so I'll 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 be positive. Jared Goff threw his first interception in this. Is starting off not sounding positive, but <laughs> Jared Goff threw his first interception in like 343 pass attempts. Like it's been a long time since he thrown an interception, which is why I did not like him when he came to Detroit in the first place. So he threw a pick six. Seahawks are right back in it after the Lions have been up. For a good amount of time. They were up, what, 21-10 in the middle of the third quarter? Um, but Jared Goff, after throwing that interception, the next the next uh, drive, unscathed, took it down the field, scored a touchdown. That's what I like to see. That's what made me happy about that game because the old Jared Goff would have crumbled into a, I can't make a mistake, uh, position and and make another mistake this guy was like okay whatever i threw an interception i'm gonna keep going and he did so i thought it was a i thought it was a really good game the biggest the other big thing this is all lion's side by the way i don't i don't really care about the seahawks since i'm a lion's fan but the uh there were so many injuries in this game david montgomery uh cj gardner johnson are hello voila vitae God, I can't ever say his first name. It's so long, and you'd, I'd have to be looking at it. But Vitae, our guard, got hurt. Uh, Amon Ra went out and had to have a metal plate put in his shoe to keep his ankle from moving. Um, everybody was hurt. At one point, Aiden, uh, Aiden Hutchinson came out of the game. Like, I was just like, at that point, I was, just get out of this game healthy, please. So, I, I would have rather, rather won... You beat Kansas City in week one, week one. You're winning 21 to uh, 10, and then you end up losing. It was just a gut-wrencher. Yeah, the things that stood out to me in this game, um, Detroit, three turnovers, uh, Goff's interception and two fumbles. I mean, that's I mean that's a huge difference in the game. The, the Goff interception I saw coming because if you watch the pregame, they talked about that streak the entire time. They interviewed Goff. Yeah. They just go, oh, oh, he's the 300 and some odd pass attempts without an interception. And, of course, you're sitting there like, oh, I'm jinxing the shit out of it. Like, of course he's going to throw an interception. Um, so, you know, there you go. Um, but uh, whatever. Um, and then the other thing that kills me is the Lions, through two games, have one sack, uh, which is the same as the Chicago Oh, Bears. God. I, tr- <laughs> I did not want to harp on this. I don't want to be oh. a complainer. No, absolutely harp on it because I saw. But <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson has been held for two straight games yeah. and not gotten called at all 
ever. That touchdown. Like if you in look overtime, at his, he was literally getting manhugged. The guy had was just the guy had his arm time. around his neck, <laughs> pulled him and spun him, and still didn't get called holding while he throws a touchdown to end the game. Yep. I, I don't understand it. And they, if you look at the QB hurries and the QB pressures on this team without sacks, it's insane. It, it just drives me crazy. And, and I, when we get to the preview for week three, I'll tell you why I have no faith that uh, any of that's going to change this week. But it, it's stupid. It's just dumb. Yeah. So It's very frustrating to be fans because, I mean, we're fans, the Lions, the Cardinals, the Commanders, teams that are not nationally beloved. So we don't always get the calls that other teams do. Um, and it's yeah. very frustrating. I'm, I, I, I will harp on it because – I mean, you could be, oh, you're just a sore loser or whatever. No, if you watch the tape, it's absolutely true. The referees just let shit go. Um, clearly, the NFL wanted the Seahawks to win because, God forbid, they'd be 0-2. So, yeah, Hutch, Hutch is never going to get a holding call. But uh, I just when I saw that stat line for sacks, I was like, holy crap, one sack. And, and to be tied with Chicago in anything is, is not <laughs> ideal. Um, no. Giants and Cardinals, uh, we talked about it at the top of the show. The Cardinals played two different games. They played the first half looking great, and then they went home and let the Giants win the game in the second half. Um, I think the biggest thing, the takeaway for me, was that somehow at halftime of this game, the Giants looked like the absolute worst fucking team yeah. in the NFL. They didn't even look they like looked, an NFL team. They had not scored a point. They were down 20-0. to zero to the Cardinals, they they just looked like absolute garbage and then somehow managed to score 31 points in the second half without any chance of being stopped for an entire half and come back and win this game. It was crazy yeah. what happened in this game. It's not surprising considering the talent difference. Um, maybe not at wide receiver, but... Overall, um, it was just weird. It was just weird, weird game. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I will give a shout out. Josh Dobbs played better than I I thought he was capable of. Twenty one to thirty one, two hundred twenty eight yards and a touchdown. Also had that, three carries for forty one yards and a touchdown. I was about to say that touchdown run. Is, that was great. Was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and if you are a Cardinals fan that was on the fence about. Josh Dobbs, watching him run out of the pocket, run down the field, and then lower his shoulder into the defender, hit him, knock him back, spin off of him, and get into the end zone. I was like, all right, I like Josh Dobbs. This guy is tough. And that that run was just ridiculous. And that was his first rushing touchdown, by the way. Which is crazy because he is a mobile quarterback. Yeah. So I was just uh, – that hyped me up. I'm like – and then the, at that point, you know, the score – I think that was their second touchdown. So at that point it was 14-0. to zero. And I'm like, is Josh Dobbs going to – has he has he been there long enough to figure it out and are they going to win this game? The answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> but for for three quarters, it they, sure as hell looked like it. They, they so, sure had us believing. Yeah. And then for the Giants, um, they get a win. Yay. Um, and then this, uh, we talk about the Lions having one sack. The Giants don't have any. Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, they don't have a single sack yet. Um, 
So, yeah, just a just a fascinating fun fact about that. Yeah. Packers Falcons Falcons get the win in what was a pretty ugly game, um, but I love seeing Green Bay lose, so it made me very happy. Um, Bijan Robinson, 19 carries, 124 yards, four catches, 48 yards. He is he is fantastic, man. He is fantastic. Yeah. Much like last year, Green Bay, the receivers you know the names of are not the ones scoring the touchdowns. Nope. I think it was, what, two rookies again? Yeah, Jaden Reed and Ontavian Wicks. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, you know, Drake London didn't do anything in week one, had six catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so I'm guessing Kyle Pitts in week three will go off because it's his turn. But, I mean, the Falcons are 2-0. and That's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure if Drake I went back London. and looked, I had picked them to be one of the five worst teams in the league. <laughs> Drake London had, a, after di- having a zero burger in the first week, actually looked pretty good in the second week. Yeah. And then not to mention, I will I have to throw this out as well. I hate the Packers, but Quay Walker is ridiculous. Yes. He had 17 total tackles in that game. Yeah, he he is very talented. Eight of them eight of them solo, which means he was in on, you know, nine other tackles besides the one he just did all by himself. Nope. It's crazy. And you know, Jordan Love had the three touchdowns, but I, you know, I watched the final drive and and he had he had his chance to to have his first fourth quarter comeback like Aaron Rodgers always did, and, and he kind of choked it away. He did not look good. In fact, the Packers gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter alone. They kind of just pissed the game While away. While scoring zero themselves, yeah. so that is where the game was lost. Pissed the yeah. game away, which I love to see it. Uh, Raiders, Bills, um, the Bills destroyed them. I mean, after what happened to the Bills in week one, you kind of figured they were going to come back and do this. Um, yeah. But, if they didn't, you would have wondered what's wrong. They would have been talking all week about what's wrong with the Bills. Yeah, kind of like everyone's talking what's wrong with the Bengals. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Um, Josh Jacobs, nine carries, minus two yards. Like, yeah, what? I started him. Yeah. in one league. I mean, he had he had five catches for fifty-one yards, so he still got you some points. Um, but how do you negative two yards on nine carries? Like that's <laughs> yeah, and his longest was three yards. So I mean, he yeah, still like even it's not like he got tackled for a minus fifteen yard loss. Like he was just constantly getting tackled on the line of scrimmage. Um, crazy stat. Gabe Davis, big game, six catches, ninety two yards, and a touchdown. Um, I think before the season, Gabe Davis is one of those that I was just kind of like, eh, I, I didn't draft him anywhere. Yeah. No, we um, talked about it, and yeah. I was yeah, we talked about it because I have Gabe Davis, and I like Gabe Davis, and I actually started him last week after he was out the first week, and even though he didn't do anything the, really the first week. Uh, I got a lot of points out of him last week, so. Well, hopefully he keeps it up for you. That would be, and it would be good for the Bills as well. Uh, we talked about mm-hmm. James Cook, 17 carries, 123 yards, four catches, 36 yards. Um, good running back. I like James Cook. Um, so, yeah, good win for the Bills. Bounce back. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. You know, we talked about the Bengals. 0-2. I mean, and and now Burrow's banged up, and Jamar Chase hasn't done anything the first two games. Like, these are not the Bengals I expected. I mean, I don't want to say that I expected it, but they were very slow to be good last year as well. They won their last, what, eight or nine games? They did. 
They did. So this this is like par for the course for the Bengals. It seems like. I didn't expect them to be this bad, though. I I don't know. I I guess. Well, I mean, I don't think they're that bad. They only lost by three to the Ravens. I mean, their, what their was the score of their last first game? Anything. Um, I don't know. They're, T, T but they're played. Game. They played two. Okay, their offense did bad last week of the against the Browns for sure. They lost twenty four to three. This game, they're playing a really good Baltimore team. So I'm not going to give them too much guff, but they're just it's it's. They're losing, and now Joe Burrow's hurt. Jamar Chase hasn't been involved in the offense. It's just not – it doesn't look great for them right now. But I personally am not worried about the Bengals because of what they did last year. So, well, I like that. I like the confidence. It actually makes me feel better about them. Because I, I just like the Bengals. I like Chase. I like Joe Mixon. I like uh, Burrow. Like They just got a lot of players I like. It's not one of my favorite teams, but I look at them and I'm like – I just I just like the uh, the players on that team and to see them. If struggling. I'm gonna have to watch someone in the playoffs, I like watching the Bengals because they've yeah. been perennially bad, and watching them be good is fun. Exactly. So uh, the Ravens, uh, they're two and zero. You know, good for them. Um, not really much. Uh, I mean, Zay Flowers has looked good. I, I mean, he had mm-hmm. four catches, sixty-two yards, but um, one of them was a fifty-two yard. Mark Andrews. Yeah, he's looked good in his first game back. So yeah. about bit other news from this game that kind of sucks. Odo Beckham taken yes. out with an ankle injury. So yeah. and there's no I don't I'm not I haven't heard how bad it is, but uh yeah, that's rough for him. After he did work, not practice being out today. all last year. Yeah. Being out all last year for him to get injured in the second game of the season just sucks. Yeah, hopefully it's nothing serious. I like, yeah. They because they could definitely him and Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. I mean that's that's a good uh, some good pass catchers. Uh, Chargers at Titans. Chargers uh, lost another close game, and it's very frustrating. To the Titans somehow. Yes. I'll be right back. Keep going. Okay. Um, no Austin Eckler. Josh Kelly filled in. A lot of people expected him to do well. He did not. Thirteen carries, thirty nine yards. Keenan Allen had a monster game, eight catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, Derrick Henry, 25 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. It's just the Titans didn't look that good. Tanhill was efficient, 20 of 24. Um, the Chargers just keep finding ways to lose winnable games and close games. And yeah, they played Miami week one, which is a tough team, but Tennessee shouldn't be a tough team on paper. Um, but it's super frustrating, man. I, you know, the Titans are too talented to be 0-2. The who? Uh, Chargers, sorry. Chargers are too talented. I was like, Titans are 0-2. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Chargers are definitely uh, too talented to be 0-2. Especially yeah. with the way they played the first two weeks. Yeah. But this is what the Chargers do. They always have these, like, thrilling games. And they never can pull them out as the winner of the thrilling game. It's very frustrating. Very frustrating. They they are wasting Joe uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bears Bucks. They didn't have Eckler either, so they didn't. Um, he didn't practice again today, so don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. But um, hopefully he does because Josh Kelly did not do that well. Um, Bears Bucks Bucks get the win. Um, Baker looks good to start the season. 
I, which I, I love Baker Mayfield, so I'm happy to see him 2-0 and and playing well. And Mike Evans, six catches, 171 yards and a touchdown. No one wanted him in fantasy. I drafted him as, like, my fourth receiver in the league, and dude has been a monster. Uh, Rashad White, 17 And I'm constantly... Hmm? Is he on the trade block? Because I'm constantly hearing that the Lions are going to trade for him. For Mike Evans? I have not heard that. Yeah, constant. It's been constant for two straight weeks wow. that the Lions are looking to trade for him. I and I'm like, he just had six catches for 171 yards on his team. Why would they trade him? I don't know if he... I think he's a free agent after this year, maybe. Is that is that why they're... Or maybe it's just Lions I mean, that, fans being wishful thinking. I don't know. It's not. It's not even the fans. It's all. It's being reported constantly by all of the media. Wow. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I mean, that'd be fantastic for Detroit. But I mean, right now, Bucks are two zero. No I don't see receiver? them selling off. Uh, <laughs> selling off Mike Evans. Um, yeah. Exactly. And then for Chicago, uh, they're a dumpster fire. I mean, there's nothing going right for that team. Uh, well, I mean, at least DJ Moore decided to catch some passes. He did. He did catch some passes. He was he was thrown to when Justin Fields wasn't throwing the ball to the other team or into the ground. Um, so you know that's good for people that drafted GJ Moore. Um, <laughs> Not the me. Chicago's Why would you pick a bear wide receiver? Yeah. Uh, their defensive coordinator resigned today. Justin Fields said he's been playing bad because of coaching, basically just throwing his coaches under the bus. Who um, does it resign? Their defensive coordinator. I thought. Okay, well, I have questions about whether he actually resigned or was forced to resign because oh, I don't know if you've heard all the rumors about yes. what's gone on with this house being raided by authorities yes. as well as his office and them taking all his electronic devices. So um, the writing might be on the wall there. Yeah, well, not only he should have been fired anyways because the team sucks, but I saw that too and, and everyone saying, no, those are just rumors. Um, so unless somebody shows me a video uh, of the FBI at Hallis yeah, Hall, I, I don't, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the FBI. Just said authorities. Well, then anybody. But I'm pretty show sure. Show me any authorities I, on video, then I'll believe them. <laughs> so you don't believe it happened? No. <laughs> There's no Why? evidence that it happened, other than people on social media saying it happened, and then other people saying it didn't happen. So I'll wait to media? see Media? I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about media people with sources. I have not seen a credible person reporting it. I've seen credible people saying it's not true. I have not seen a credible person reporting it. So if you have, send me the tweet. I'll find it. Yeah. I have seen it. So Because yeah. everyone I've seen has been like, no, it's not true. So I, what, I what a stupid thing to make up. Well, Why would you give a coach you hate another reason that he was fired instead of the one that you know to be true, that he sucks. Like, well, because that doesn't make any sense. He, he, the official story is he wasn't fired. He resigned. That's why. Okay, well, then why did he just randomly resign? Uh, he said it was due to health and family. Oh, wow, how convenient. Yeah, you know. It saves face by resigning instead of being fired. But... Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm sure more will come out, of course. But uh, anyways, that team, the Bears may not win a game. They look they look absolutely terrible. Uh, well, let me just say, all that's alleged, so take it with a grain of salt. Even what I said, I'm not saying it's true. Yes. Like I said, I'm sure we'll find out more. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs, Jags. Uh, the Chiefs won, which I expected, but man, I, I thought this was going to be a shootout. And 17 to 9. Like, what a boring game. As a fantasy owner, I would just point out the biggest thing to in this game for me was that Zay Jones had six targets and no catches. Yeah, that was that's hard. So, thank you, Zay. Especially after the week he had, week one, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's not like he wasn't targeted, so at least there's still a chance, you know, going forward, he's still good. But yes, six targets. You couldn't catch one of them. Well, Christian Kirk, 14 targets, 11 catches, 110 yards. We talked last week about how he just disappeared week one and. Hey, he's still alive, and I'm he's happy. He's back. To see it. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so, well, I also started Christian Kirk in a different league, so I was okay with that. That so, worked out well. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, after his monster uh, week one, he had eight targets, two catches for 32 yards. So, I think the problem mm-hmm. was no one could catch a pass from Trevor Lawrence except Christian yeah. Kirk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for the Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey was back. Of course, he caught a touchdown. Didn't do much else. Four for 26, but you knew he was going to get a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Chiefs. Sky Chiefs Moore showed up. Sky Moore, yep. Kadarius Tony, five targets, five catches, no drops. He, he had to be, like, staring that ball down into his hands. <laughs> he had every stick pass. him on his hands. He was like, he just uh, blew on his gloves. He's like, I ain't dropping it again. <laughs> not this week. Oh, man. Uh, Colts, Texans, Colts won big. Um, I thought it'd be closer than this, actually. But the Colts, man, they beat up on the Texans. You talked about Anthony Richardson. Um, Again, he got hurt. He was was doing amazing. Three carries, 35 yards, two touchdowns before he got hurt. Um, But when you run as much as he does, you're going to get hit. And Mm -hmm. hopefully he gets back soon because... He was probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year if he doesn't miss any time. Yep. He is looking like it, for sure. Yeah. Um, Damian Pierce, 15 carries, 31 yards. Don't know what is wrong with Damian Pierce. I'm about to bench him after two weeks. That guy cannot do anything. Kyron Williams, welcome to the squad. Damian Pierce, have a seat. (laughs) Um, The Texans, the receivers, Nico Collins, seven catches, 146 yards and a touchdown. Tank Dell, seven catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. Robert Woods. Ten targets, most targeted guy on the team. We talked about in the preseason, even though he didn't do a lot in the preseason, I said, that is his guy. Ten targets, Tank Dell, looking good now. He didn't do it great in the first week, but just getting it going. Robert Woods like has the... had two good games in a row. He had six catches, 74 yards. For for an older receiver, um, surrounded by a bunch of younger receivers. Uh, I was just about to say, I was going to mention that same thing because I actually picked up Robert Woods because of him having two solid weeks in a row where he didn't, he didn't like, he wasn't like the guy everyone's talking about. On either no. week, but he was a guy that was just solid for two weeks. And in in a league where I have Quentin Johnson of the Chargers doing absolutely nothing, I would much rather have Robert Woods as an option to put into my starting lineup you than know, a guy that was doing nothing. So the best part I about picked, that is I picked in, him up twice. Robert in Woods two leagues, league. I dropped Quentin Johnson and picked up Robert Woods in two different leagues. <laughs> like that's so the same as me. Same then. thing. Yeah, exact same thing. I looked at Quentin Johnson like. Yeah, I'd rather have a guy that's getting targeted. You know, 10 targets last week, 9 targets this week for Robert Woods. 
he is getting targets, and he's catching them, and he's getting yards, and that's good enough for me. Yep. Um, the other thing that I thought was cool, John Mechie um, caught his first NFL pass, um, which is awesome. After biting, fighting cancer, right? Yeah, fighting uh, leukemia, non-hot, I think non-Hodgkin's uh, leukemia or, or leukemia. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, just, just awesome to see him finally healthy back on the field because he was awesome in college, Alabama. Um, I, I still hope he's awesome because I've been holding him in our dynasty league for two years. So I'm still rooting for him to, to break out this season, but awesome to see him. Help. At some point, Robert Woods is not going to be the guy catching passes anymore. And Tank Dell and John Mechie might be the future tandem there. So yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, Rams 49ers. This game was a lot closer than I expected. Rams hung in there. Uh, 49ers got the win. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, we touched on it. 116 yards and a touchdown. Awesome. Um, but for the Rams, I mean, you know, Kyron think Williams. about it this way. Going into the fourth quarter, the score was seven or 20 to 17. Yeah. For the Rams. Going into halftime, the, the, it was tied. Seven. That entire game, I thought the Rams should be blowing out, or the uh, 49ers should be blowing out the Rams because they're not supposed to be good. Yeah. But here they are. They went and went up, wind up losing by a touchdown in a game where they, I think San Francisco, the line was 10 and a half points. Yeah, it was, it was um, massive. Yeah. So uh, there's only really one thing that needs to be talked about as the highlight of this game. And that is Puka Nakua. 20 targets, 15 catches, 147 yards. That gives him, what is it? 25 catches in his first two games as a rookie, which absolutely shatters the record from what? 1980. I think it was, which was 19. Yeah. 19 catches in your first two games. He has 25 in his first two games. This guy is insane. And, and, and it's like, you can't look at it and be like, well, it's just a guy that Stafford likes and he's throwing to. If you look at Puka Nakua, he is big. He has long arms and he is all over that ball whenever it's anywhere near him. He puts his body on the line every time. Covered, he can catch it. Not covered. He's not you don't have to worry about him dropping it. It's crazy how good Puka is. Like I, 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 my biggest concern and what I w- want to see happen is when Cooper Cup comes back, where Cooper's targets versus Puka's targets lie. Because having Cup and Nakua on the same team, on the field at the same team, time, is going to be insane. Like, this offense of the Rams team is nothing like I thought it was going to be. Kyron Williams <laughs> behind this. Kyron Williams running, very good. Can also catch the ball. Puka, very good. Tutu Atwell, not getting talked about, but still seven catches, 77 yards, over 100 yards last week. Um, Cup comes back. You, now you've got three receivers that are going crazy. It's, I had them as, a, as one of the bottom three teams in the NFL by the end of the season. And right now it's looking like if they continue to play this way, and could start getting wins, they could be a playoff team. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. Yeah, so. they're definitely playing a lot better than than anyone expected. Um, Stafford bounced back from his injury. 
and is playing well. And yeah, Puka Nakua, man, they keep feeding him the ball. Um, you know, eventually, I, I assume defenses are going to have to double cover him because he's just getting targeted every play. Um, and but, but even yeah. that won't last because then Cup will come back. Yeah. And if you double Nakua and leave Cup open, we know what Cup is. So, yeah. <laughs> and like you talk about, two two Atwell. Then it's like you can't you can't cover everybody. And the Rams are having two receivers break out that no one saw coming. Um, yeah, it's and then crazy. yeah, Kyler well, Williams has been has been great out of the backfield form, catching passes and running. As a Lions fan, I expect Matthew Stafford to pull the best out of receivers you don't know about. <laughs> and he's always done it. So this is this is good to see. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is awesome. Not I mean it's not good for the Cardinals, but it is awesome to see as an NFL fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jets Cowboys. I mean not much to talk about here. The Cowboys destroyed the Jets. Um the Jets got their good win on Monday night to start the season against Buffalo. Uh, and then the Cowboys just ran all over them. Um, I mean, not just rushing, but literally just like a steamroller ran over them. Ran them over like a diesel truck. Yes. Um, Zach Wilson, three interceptions. That sucks. I, I just, I really want the Jets to be successful, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to be able to get them there. Zach Wilson also the leading rusher. With more carries than Brees Hall. So someone explained to me. I mean, I guess they were down most of the game, so they were just trying to pass it, but But even Brees then, Hall like it was it was nothing. eighteen to ten at halftime. That's that's one score. That's no reason to abandon the run altogether. Um Yeah. Yeah. Just especially when you have Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Like yep. confusing. Yeah. Um Garrett Wilson had eight targets, only two catches. That's not going to work. Got to get him the ball more. But, you know, Dallas's corners and safeties are just really good. So I'm not even surprised. Yeah, Dallas's defense, I mean, to start the season has just been, I mean, the, the, what was it? The Giants didn't score a point and the Jets got 10. So, I mean, they are Mm -hmm. just having a great start to the year. And then they get the Cardinals on Sunday. So I think the Cardinals uh-huh. points the over unders probably three, <laughs> like not uh, not good for Arizona. I I knew points. it, I knew it. This is totally off topic. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> Dave, I know you are in the chat, and you have to be with what you just did. I saw that Dave had made a roster move in the Dynasty League, and I'm like, I bet he picked up Matt Breida. <laughs> Dave, if you if uh, if you play Matt Breida this week, I will. I mean, everything I've told you, it's probably a smart move to go against what I've said. So it'll be interesting if you play Matt Breida this week. But I, I knew it when I saw Gelrog had made a move. I'm like, <laughs> and he it's says, Matt "LOL." Breida. <laughs> it, yeah, you're like, it has to be Matt Breida. <laughs> Well, I, I will give up. Dave a that shout out. He is two and zero in the dynasty. So I mean, good uh, good start for him. It's, considering it's just, he only had one healthy running back to start the season. But now he's got Jerome Ford, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt Breida apparently. Uh, so yeah, crazy. He's but on your it, bench. You know Dave, what? Keep him on your bench. Don't start you him know, tomorrow night. You know what's giving Dave the wins? Daniil Hunter. And his defensive players yes. getting 20 to 30 points a game. That's crazy. Monster IDP. Well, that was, that's a little, 
little inside story from our dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Broncos Commanders. Um, this game was ridiculous. It was so stressful. The beginning of the game, the Commanders looked terrible. The, the Broncos were up twenty-one to three. Um, because of two huge plays to Marvin Mims Jr. Basically, it looked like it was it was over. And then somehow they just kept fighting to come back and win 35 to three. which it, and it shouldn't even have been 35 to three because on the Hail Mary, our defenders decided they want to try to get an interception instead of just knocking the ball down. So it goes to the five yard line, gets tipped backwards three times into a Bronco in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, and then they fail to convert the two-point conversion to force overtime. So the Commanders win and go to 2-0. Their first 2-0 start since 2011, which would be really neat if we hadn't finished that season 5-11. So I'm not going to get too excited about a 2-0 start uh, considering our past. Um, we talked about Brian Robinson and, and the season he's having so far. Um, Terry McLaurin, five catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. Great touchdown. Um, Sam Howell threw the ball exactly where it needed to be over the defenders into the end zone. Um, great throw. Sam Howell's been playing for a fifth round, you know, rookie in his third start. Um, been playing well. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. For the Broncos, Russell Wilson had a huge day. Uh, 308 yards, three touchdowns, did have an interception. Marvin Mims. Two catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Both of his catches were just big plays. Um, but, uh, yeah, Broncos, once again, they in the second half, they did it against Vegas week one. They did it week two against the Commanders. Broncos just shrink in the second half, and they are 0-2. Oh, and then the other stat, uh, the Commanders have 10 sacks on the season, which is uh, tied for the league with the Cowboys, uh, which, considering how much they've invested in their front four, they should be at the top. By the way, Chase Young, stop making stupid decisions. The penalties, the, the, of the plays I saw in Washington, Chase Young had several penalties where I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? Oh. You can't hit the quarterback that late. <laughs> You're going to get called every time. Yeah. The, the, the mean, drive would have stopped. What are you doing? He still, he had, uh, he had a good game. Uh, sack and a half. Tackle for loss, two hits. Um, and the sack and a half he had were to force a Bronco field goal in the fourth quarter when they were trying to score a touchdown. They needed two scores, and, and they were able to force a field goal. So, he, I mean, he played well. He did exactly, at least on that drive, he did what, what he was supposed to do when they drafted him second overall three years ago. Hopefully he continues to make a comeback. But um, Who had yeah. the interception? Oh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Forbes, okay. our rookie, got his first career pick. Almost had a second one. Russell Wilson trying to throw the ball out of bounds, and Forbes tried to one-hand it, like grabbing it out of the out of bounds to bring it back in, and and wasn't able to secure it. But it was a hell of an athletic play. So was it him trying to make the interception on the uh, hail mary? Uh no, that was um I don't know who the players were on that, but I, uh, hail mary so slap the ball to the ground. Yeah. I hate. When and they like, were in front. I'm going to catch this. It went through two commanders' hands. Like they were having it in front, it. It and terrible. like this. It's like just just knock it down. Volleyball, spike it. You you freaking idiots. That's all you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to try to intercept yeah. hail marys. It should have been 35-27, which is a lot more of a you know. Oh hey, they won that game rather than oh they got lucky because they weren't able to complete the conversion. But um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just frustrating. But anyways, we're 2-0, so, you know, that's good. Uh, Dolphins-Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I don't know. Not, I mean, Raheem Mostert, massive day. That's the biggest thing for me on that game, Raheem Mostert, because we were talking about it was between Zay Jones, who had zero catches and six targets, Raheem Mostert, and there was a third guy I had as an option in one of my leagues, and we, as me, me and you collectively agreed that Zay Jones was the best option because we just did not know what the the ragtag group of running backs in Miami would do, and then Raheem Mostert goes off. For two touchdowns, 121 yards rushing, as well as a, a singular catch, while Zay Jones got me zero points. So, yeah, yeah, We're yeah. Happy I, to I see mean, Raheem do really well in this game. Picking a running back against the Patriots, I you know, or or a receiver, and what I thought would be a shootout between the Chiefs and Jags, but um, yeah, that's a that's a bad call to look at. Look at all those points sitting on your bench for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, 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 this was the Sunday night game. I wasn't, I wasn't super into it. Um, the Patriots are zero and two, but they don't, they're not terrible. I, you know, there are a lot of other zero and two teams that deserve to be zero and two, uh, but the Patriots really aren't. Don't look that bad. Um, Ramondre uh, Stevenson we'll looks bad. He's not, he's not doing anything. And even Ezekiel Elliott, like everybody's like, oh, Ezekiel Elliott's going to steal a lot of the, the carries from Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe you should get more tries anything. because. Yeah. He didn't do Ronde much. Andre Stevenson doesn't even have seventy-five yards rushing on the season. Yeah. Well, it, Zeke in that game had five carries for thirteen yards. So not. No. No. Nothing. No one's doing anything. Yeah, no one's doing anything in that in that run game. Uh, Saints Panthers. Uh, this game was boring, man. I honestly like I I I watched the Browns and Steelers. I didn't even watch this game, um, but I I was surprised to see that Taysom Hill who was their leading rusher after Jamal Williams got hurt, is still there. I thought he was a Sean Payton guy. I thought for sure once Sean Payton left, Taysom Hill would be gone, but he's, he's still Not there. every year. Every yeah. year, even since Sean Payton left, Taysom Hill is just... as If I were a Saints fan, that's the guy I'm asking you to keep every year because he makes plays no matter where he's playing, quarterback, running back, or receiver. That guy's everywhere. You Somehow. will always find Taysom Hill in the stat box somewhere. Yes, he is a he is an ATH as as they would say in, in NCAA football. Yeah, one hundred percent everything. Uh, for the Panthers, um, I don't know, man. I, I watched some Adam Thielen, young highlight. Yeah, Adam Thielen, who uh, I dropped in multiple leagues because after the first week where he got like one target, I'm like, yeah, that guy's not going to do anything. He had nine targets. Hey, Jonathan Mingo had eight targets, but only caught three of them. Which is heartbreaking for when you now I'm a Jonathan Bingo fan. So at least with the eight targets, me keeping him, I still feel good about that. Yes. If he, I would like for him to Hopefully start catching those back. targets. Yeah. But <laughs> Hopefully yeah. he will. Um, Bryce Young did tweak his ankle, so I, uh, the report is that Andy Dalton, who is the backup, uh, will be starting there on Sunday. So is there I, somewhere where it says how many red zone appearances a team had? Because I swear my phone went off. About twenty times saying Chris Olave's in the red zone for my fantasy thing, um, and they scored twenty points. Like, what did they do in the red zone? Kick a lot of field goals. <laughs> there is, I don't know where you'd go for that, but probably like Pro Football Reference or something. Yeah, it feels like they 
for the Saints to have 20 points with the amount of red zone appearances that I was alerted to on my phone without watching the game, it's just crazy to me that they only won 20 to 17. No, uh, no Jamal Williams to power the ball in. Apparently. Uh, all right, last one, Brown Steelers. We talked about the Nick Chubb injury. Jerome Ford's the new starter. Looked good. Uh, but the big thing to me is the Steelers, man. Uh, they won the game, yes. But Najee Harris, 10 carries, 43 yards. Kenny Pickett, 15 of 30. This team looked so good in the preseason. And I don't know where what happened to Kenny Pickett. Like, he just he looked amazing in the preseason, and now nothing. No, he's not playing backups. Yeah. Pretty much all I can guess. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. But Browns had three lost fumbles and an interception. Um, Steelers' defense was all over the place. Um, so I mean, maybe the so I want to bring up something I saw from the national media this week, or just today even. This dude was going off on Deshaun Watson, talking about how the trade for Deshaun Watson for the Browns would be the worst trade, the worst transaction ever in the NFL. And that the way he's been playing the first two weeks should prove that. And I'm like, first off, he okay, he had three turnovers in this game. An interception yeah. and two fumbles. Understandable to be upset about that. He has not played bad in two weeks. Like they're one in one. Where is this coming from? And all I can think is this looking at the guy that was saying it, he's it's from, he's from Fox Sports, And I think he's a skip Bayless wannabe. I think he just likes to say things for the shock value that have no merit. Is he the guy? It's the big like long haired guy. Hair. Yeah. He's been yes. popping up on my TikTok, And honestly, like every time he does, I have to, purposely go and say dislike because yeah you're right he just just, says outrageous shit for attention i'm like what are you talking about deshaun watson played well in the first game they beat the Bengals. what was it 30 to 3 and then this game yes he had three turnovers but they only lost by four points to a steelers theme that i didn't think was going to be bad i thought they'd probably be around 500 so like I, I just I, I'm sorry I had to bring it up because no you're oftentimes I, just, like, I see national media things and then it makes me go what are you talking about like yeah I've seen that guy a couple times too and I I never cared enough to find out where he worked I just kept seeing him like and yeah he is very much like Skip Bayless they're just they're just trolling the public for attention so that people clicks and interaction that's all yeah. they're going for they like, say gonna, things that make no sense i'm gonna post a tiktok that's like tom brady is the most overrated quarterback ever just to see how many like interactions it gets like that's you mm-hmm. just rile up people and that's that's all that they care about now <laughs> yeah suddenly people are like coming into the chat and just, just talking shit I'm like hey welcome glad you're here <laughs> yeah it's like oh now you're gonna watch all my other stuff and that gets me ad dollars like whatever <laughs> exactly exactly um, all right, well, that was uh, that was week two. So now we'll dive into week three, starting with tomorrow night's foreplay. I tried to go really easy on this, and you tell me if it even seems easy. I said I tried to go really easy. I would have gone even easier if I didn't have to hit plus 400 for my no-sweat parlay. <laughs> so oh, the oh, money I, I put in on this, 
the money I put it on this, I'll get back if I lose it. So, and I always try to do the, there's always a no sweat parlay on Thursday night. So I always try to do the no sweat on the foreplay. That's why these seemed easy to me, but were also enough that it would put it at plus 400. So yeah. I have the Giants. I picked the Giants against the spread, right? So I have the Giants not losing by more than 10 points to the 49ers. And I pick, I feel like that's pretty doable considering the way they came alive in the second half versus the Cardinals. If they continue to play as the team they did in the second half of last game, this should be easy. If they play like the first six quarters of the NFL season, then you know they, they, there's no chance for this. But Giants plus 10 and a half. I have Darren Waller with 25 plus yards receiving. Last week he had like 39. Uh, no, yeah, way more than that. Anyways, Darren Waller's getting a lot of targets and a lot of yards. So 25 plus yards seems easy. George Kittle, 40 plus yards. It's George Kittle. Feel like 40 yards should be decent against that Giants defense. And I had McCaffrey for 60 plus yards. 60 plus yards rushing. He's the leading rusher in the NFL. So if you can't get 60 yards against the Giants, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would be like fun it. to say like what what you bet and what you'll get as well. I think that's something we should say. Oh, okay. What do you think? I had three dollars and I had three dollars and sixty four cents left in my account, so I bet it all. So if I win, my three dollars and sixty four cents will get me up to about twenty dollars um, to go into the weekend and spend my other bets. Otherwise, I have to. That's good. Fill it back up because I always lose everything. So that's why I, I like it. Um, I will say the only thing on that that concerns me actually is the Kittle because he, so far he's had 19 yards and 30 yards. Um, so he needs to, he needs to get 40 in a game that they shouldn't have to throw a lot. So, I mean, that's the other ones. I I think you're, I don't think the giants get blown out by like 14. So I think that's a good spread. And then McCaffrey, easy Waller. Yeah. Um, but the Kittle one's the only one that gives me a little bit of pause. Um, I went with, uh, so I, I heard that Brandon Ayuk is dealing with a shoulder injury. I'm guessing if he plays, he doesn't play a lot. You know, they don't need him against the Giants, so why not bench him and let him rest? So I went Debo. Debo Samuel over four and a half total receptions and over 55 and a half receiving yards. My hope is that it's a Debo game. Debo um, game. Debo game. And then I went uh, alt points. I went under 50 and a half. Um, because even if the 49ers do win big, I, I don't think the Giants will score a lot. So, you know, even if it's like 30 to 14 or something like that. Um, and then I went the 49ers by six and a half. I think they win by um, probably a touchdown. Less than a touchdown? Um, oh, no, you have to win by a touchdown for this to, yeah, to be good. a touchdown or more. So I thought about going down a little bit to like two and a half so they could win by a field goal, but I think they'll win. Um, so I bet uh, $5. I always just bet 5 bucks on these. Plus three ninety. Normally I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but I only had three, three whatever. So I didn't hit plus 400 because I totally forgot about the no sweat parlay uh, or the no sweat bet. So I, I, 
I hit one, but that just means you can make another one tomorrow. In, yeah, uh, which I you probably can do will. a double foreplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll probably will. Maybe I'll do like a second half one. So that works. All right, and then uh, for week three picks. So week two, you went eleven and six. I went ten and seven. So you gained one more on me again. You are two weeks. I, 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 two uh, weeks. Two weeks. I'm the guy. I like it. You were uh, on a hot streak. No. Yeah. Works out for me. So you did not get your Rams upset pick though. That would have uh, it was close. I was so that close. Was, you were very close, but unfortunately, they could not pull it off. <laughs> it's fine. So now I'm down. I'm down by four, and I'm like, man, do I need to make a big swing here and and try to go for a lot of different picks, or or uh, mm-hmm. just try to make up the ground week by week? So we'll we'll see how it goes based off what you pick. What do I have, like a? I have four game. Games, I thought it was five. So four games, that's, that's not too bad. I've been oh, down by good... like six. I've been down yeah. by like six to you at points last year. So Four is a solid you know, lead. I've got, a good to, spot. I've got to make sure I've got some differences from you to, to give myself a chance. So right, first so, game uh, tomorrow night. Went, last week we made the rule that the person that's winning has to pick first. first. That way the, second, the guy in last gets a better chance to shake things up so exactly um giants at 49ers 49ers are favored by 10 and a half i will take the giants to cover the spread and the 49ers (laughs) to win the game i i I don't think the giants no barely beat a bad arizona team but i don't i uh, think their offense is unlocked as they say and they 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 can play a a decently close game to the niners but I think the Niners have a better defense than the Cardinals, though. So I, I I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not, obviously I'm picking the 49ers. I'm not. I'm not gonna go crazy here and, and try to be all different. Um, yeah, 49ers easily win that game. Alrighty. The next game we got is the Titans at the Browns, where the Browns are favored by three and a half. I'm gonna take. Um, Despite long-haired uh, troll takes, I'm going to take the Browns <laughs> simply because the Titans, last week's win against uh, the Chargers, kind of a fluke in my mind. So, and I think the Browns are good. Yeah. I think the Browns Absolutely. are good. Absolutely agree. Um, I'm not... Uh... I think the only thing you have to worry about in this game is how... Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt do in that offense to keep it rolling the way it has been the last past few weeks. But well, we could I still also think see that's... Deshaun Watson take this, take everything personally, and decide he's going to ball out against them. Um, no. I don't know. We'll see. But I don't believe in the Titans uh, beating the Chargers. Should be impressive, but the Chargers just find ways to lose. So I am going. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, you've got the Chargers. Speaking of the Chargers, the Chargers at the Vikings. The Chargers are only favored against the 0-2 Chargers by one and a half points. You know what's amazing? When I wrote this last night, the Vikings were favored by one and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. Against... I'm Okay, so I said against the 0-2 Vikings as if the Chargers aren't 0-2 themselves. Yeah. So I guess that's where the one and a half is. Yeah. But I've watched, I've watched both those games... And the Chargers played just well enough to be a 2-0. So yep. I'm still going to take the Chargers against the Vikings because I think the Vikings are terrible. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, I don't. Think At this point, Vikings... I've fl- I flip flop my standings in the NFC North. I think it'll be. I think that the. I don't even think the Vikings make the playoffs this year. I had them as a wild, or no, I had them winning the division because I couldn't pick the Lions. Yes. There ain't no way. I don't even think the Vikings make the playoffs this year. They look atrocious. Uh, maybe Cam Akers can turn things around. So but bad. I think the Chargers are just too talented to be 0-2, and they're way too talented to be 0-3. They, they have to win this game. The Chargers mm-hmm. cannot start 0-3. So, yeah, I'm going with the Chargers as well. I mean, I'll probably even bet the Chargers to cover one and a half. I mean, they'll, they sh- one and a half is like, well, you're going to win by, by one point, sure. But against the Vikings, the Chargers will win by three points. Uh, next up, you've got the Patriots at the Jets, where the Patriots are favored by two and a half points against the home team Jets. Yes. Uh, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll differ on this one. I don't know, but I'm taking the Jets. I can't take the the Patriots. I'm sorry. I figured I figured you would take the Jets. Um, and it's funny, the Jets have not beaten the Patriots. What is it? It's like seven tries or something. The last seven games. Um, let me see. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where I would find that. I don't think it's gonna be on Wikipedia. I don't know why I just did that. Um, it's I, I saw it somewhere though. It's like it's a long stretch of uh, they're they're eighteen and two against the Jets in the last ten years. So I mean that's that's pretty massive. Um, I do believe the Jets can win this game, but I will take this opportunity to be different. Um, also because Bill Belichick, I think, just loves shutting down the Jets. So <laughs> maybe he'll do it again, <laughs> but I'll go Patriots. All right. Uh, we got the Texans at the Jaguars where the Jaguars are. Oh, by the way, on that Patriots Jets game, here's the only reason you'll get this one right. For two weeks, I've had Hassan Reddick as my defensive lineman in our dynasty league. You didn't cut him after week one? No, no. Oh, no, it was, it was against it the was Vikings. after week two. Zero. Yeah. The first week, he had like one point. Second week, he had zero. So, you know who my other defensive lineman was, is, and was on the bench both those weeks and got over 10 points both weeks? Keenan Williams. Keenan Williams. So, I've now started Keenan Williams this week, which there you go. could be You're the nail in the coffin of the Jets <laughs> against the Patriots. He's not so. doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, back to this Texans at the Jaguars, where the Jaguars are favored by eight and a half points. The Jaguars. Where are they going to, or they've won the first week? They're one and one. I mean, they. Yeah, they're one and one. Okay. Yeah, they're a good team. They just didn't look. I don't think they're a bad team. I just thought maybe that as an zero and two team, being up a eight and a half point favor was weird. But they are one and one, so you're you're right on that. And the Texans, um, the Texans are absolutely still the worst. Well, no, I think the Bears are the worst team in the NFL, but the Texans are a close second. Yeah, I, I, I. like I've said multiple times, the only way I'm getting a point, I will never get a point from the Texans, to be honest. I don't know what they would have to do to show me. Actually, they'd have to play the Bears, and I may pick the Texans. So I'm taking the Jaguars. That would be that would be a toss-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know it's what's like, crazy, too, is the Bears own the Panthers' first-round pick. The Cardinals own the Texans' first-round pick. 
So the first four picks of next year's draft could be Bears, Cardinals, Bears, Cardinals. Go, hold up. Let me let me just say this. I think the Texans cover that spread. And I'll say this is why. C.J. Stroud played really well last week in the loss for this type of spread. Like their last game, 31-20 to against Indianapolis, where he had uh, – I'm looking it up right now. C.J. Stroud, 30-47 of 47 for 384 yards, two touchdowns. No interceptions. And as far as I could tell, he fumbled once. So – or he lost a fumble once. So if this game might be closer than it, it looks. I'll still take the Jags, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans somehow sneaked it out. Um, I'd be I'd be surprised if they won. I, I think the Jaguars. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I don't. I, I'm yeah. using a turn of phrase for some reason that just does not really apply. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I, yeah, I think there is a way the Texans keep it close. It's fun. there are a lot of games with massive lines this this week. Like yeah, eight and a half is is like the fifth smallest line. I like just might crazy. make a I just might make a parlay on the giant lines in the NFL this week and just pick against the giant lines on all of them. Yeah, and just see what I can on get. It. Yeah. You, I mean, you'll get you'll get like plus twenty thousand odds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm all, I'm also going with the Jaguars. I especially after after losing a close one to the Chiefs. Wait, um, I think the Jaguars want to put up points. What what we didn't talk about this in the recap from last week. What game was it where someone kicked a field goal to cover the spread? Mm. A meaningless field goal to cover the spread. The Rams kicked a meaningless field goal and it covered the spread. And yes. everyone went off on conspiracy oh, yeah. theories about that. Yeah. Sean McVay, as time expired, kicked a field goal to lose by seven um, because the spread was seven and a half. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that was insane. Like, I, and all the conspiracy theories after that about the NFL script and all this, it just went crazy. The, I forgot to mention is, that, but that was I so. Think, yeah. It, I can't think of a reason for him to do that other than to beat the spread. There other really is no reason. Yeah. To kick a field goal. You're down by 10 times. Expired, there's no time left. No. Yeah. So there's no reason to kick a field goal. No. You could say, Oh, I want to practice our special teams formation in game. It's like, no, bro. Like you, you <laughs> no, knew what that you was, a, that was the spread. Yeah. 100%. You knew what you were doing. You were pissing off Vegas. Sorry, I, I we had I had to mention that because no, you're right. I totally forgot crazy. about that. Yeah, that was a huge story on Monday. Um, um all right, so we got the Jaguars, obviously. Yep. Then uh, next Bills up, you got the Bills. Commanders. Bills favored by six and a half. The one and one Bills are favored by six and a half against the two and zero Commanders. Yes, that's a lot of points because because there's 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 more to it than just that. <laughs> They're at home. I could see the spread if the Bills were the home team. Doesn't make sense to me. It's a sellout too. I don't know how many people are, are going to be Bills fans, but they've sold out two straight home games, which is something that never happened under Snyder. Well, so this is a let me correct the spelling for you. There you go. Um, you. <laughs> the I've I know we're going to be different on this one, but I'm going to take the Commanders. Wow. Yeah, they're at home. They're two and zero. They've played really well. Um, the Bills have not played really well for the entire season. They played good last week, but what does that mean? It's this week. Yeah. We're playing this week, so 
and here's here's what's funny because I was gonna I was gonna mention this before I made my pick anyways. There is a path to victory for the Commanders. They have the talent on defense. The offense has been playing. If they play mistake free, there is a path to winning this game. Um, I'm not gonna pick them. A because I don't want to jinx them, and B because I don't necessarily think that path is going to come to fruition. But like you said, you you wouldn't be surprised if the Texans beat the Jaguars. You meant you would be surprised. No. I would not be surprised if the Commanders beat the Bills. I, there is a way for it to happen. Um, I know the line is huge, but the Commanders are one of those teams that they're they're in the first two games they are getting a lot out of players that no one considers to be good players, um, and and yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I want them to win. I'd be very, very happy if they won this game. It's it's possible. I, I, I will say I don't think the Bills win by a touchdown. This is this is one I've, I and I will bet the Commanders to cover six and a half. I think they will keep it close. Um, but I'm still going to pick the Bills just because superstition. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And to be different. And it's different, so you get a yeah. point on it. If, if exactly. You but I uh, trust me, I hope I give you this point. I hope, above all hope, that I, that you win this one. <laughs> uh, next up, you have the Colts at the Ravens, where the Ravens are favored by seven and a half. And I don't think without Anthony, I don't think without Anthony Richardson that the Colts have any chance. So I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, same. I'd love if Gardner Minshew can pull off this upset, but the Ravens have looked good. They're two and zero, um, and I think they're just they're, their offense is too talented for the Colts defense. I agree. Um, Falcons at the Lions, where the Lions are favored by three and a half points. This one I would have a hard time with if the Lions were at the Falcons, but since the Lions are at home, I'm... Do I knock on wood? Do I shave my head tomorrow? Like, what do I do to not jinx this by picking the Lions? Did you knock on wood when you picked them last week? I don't know what I did last week. (laughs) That's why I'm worried. I would definitely knock on some wood if you have some nearby. Just get lick. just get yourself a little two by four block to knock on. Did I just lick my microphone. There you go. Get some salt over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm take. I'll pick the lions. I feel like the lions should have beat Seattle. I still think they're a great team. Um, the Falcons surprised me by beating the Packers. Um, I, I just I don't think they can. They I would I'll say Lions on the road. It'll be fun to watch a full game of Bijan Robinson. I hope he sucks against the Lions, but <laughs> it'll be fun to like focus on a Bijan Robinson. Pasta Man's gonna get all the tackles. He's gonna be he's gonna be right in uh, Robinson's face. And Pasta Man is gonna get run over like he always. You know, does. Pasta Man is the, is the person who has your one sack. I forgot to mention that earlier, but I love that. I love that. For him. Makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Um, next up, you got the Saints at the Packers, where the Packers are favored by two points. Two. There's not a half weird, here. Weird line. Yeah, weird line. Mm-hmm. Just straight two. It's not often you get a straight-up score. Yeah. Or a straight-up thing like that. Um, are the Saints 1-1? One one? Yes. No, they're 2-0, no. oh, like I yeah, thought they were. Yeah, because they beat the Panthers. Yeah, they're 2-0. Oh. Like, I don't know why the Packers are at home, I guess. I'm taking the Saints. I'll take the Saints in Lambeau. Um, the Saints are 2-0, but they have not impressed me whatsoever. The Packers at home, 
in the risk of falling to one and two. I don't think the NFL lets that happen. I think the Packers win. Oh, by the way, let's go back to that pick I made of the Lions. This is what I meant to say, uh, even though I am picking them. I already know. We already know who the officiating crew for the Lions game is. It is the same crew that five years ago they haven't they haven't they haven't officiated a Lions game in no it wasn't five years it, I think it was seven years seven years ago they called a uh, this officiating crew called a face max penalty on Devin Taylor against Aaron Rodgers that gave Aaron Rodgers 15 yards and a chance for a Hail Mary that beat the Lions. It was eight years ago. The same officiating crew that called one of the worst penalties against the Lions I have ever seen in my life is officiating this game. So if I hope history doesn't repeat itself, and this is why earlier in the podcast I said I was not hopeful that uh, Aiden Hutchinson got calls for holding all game. After, you know, three games, two games of not getting any. No. Um, I just don't see it happening a third game because of who this officiating crew is. So, Boy, that makes me want to switch my picks of the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Didn't know that, did you? Yeah. You know, this guy you know that is... game, week 13, 2015, I remember because I was there. That's absolutely terrible. Yep, I, I, it was. I, it he grabbed him by the shoulder and pulled him down and somehow got called for face mask. It was the stupidest thing ever. Anyways, the, I, the I, thing about that I, game... I would have been remiss remember, as a Lions fan if I didn't mention that. The thing that I remember most about that game was afterwards, Lions fans weren't even mad. It, it was just like, yeah, we expected this to happen. Like, they're so used to Saw shit it ever happened. that they were just kind of like, meh, no surprise here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Boy, that, I, I might actually switch to the Falcons just off of that. We'll see how many we end up with different at the end of this. Uh, you got the Broncos at the Dolphins. Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins easy. I don't yeah. think the Dol- the Broncos are any good. And I said at the beginning of the season that I would not pick the Broncos until they proved to me that they can win, and they are on too. So. Now, yeah. the Dolphins are favored by 6.5, so this is one of those that I, I am tempted to bet the Broncos to cover that spread, but I think the Dolphins still win. No. Uh, Panthers at Seahawks. After watching the Seahawks uh, and uh, the the questionable officiating and apparently what they're being told to do for the Seahawks, I will take the Seahawks in this one. Yep. I also think the Panthers are garbage. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> definitely taking the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, Bears are <laughs> so easy. I mean, there's really no points. Let's just say what the games are and the spreads, and then we'll move on because everyone can guess our picks. Bears at Chiefs, where the Chiefs are favored 12.5 at home. Easy, Chiefs, for both of us. Cowboys, minus 12.5 at the Cardinals. We're both taking the Cowboys. I will be at that game. I'm looking forward to it being 80% Cowboys fans, like it always is. Um, Yeah. Two biggest spreads of the week and the, I mean these are two that I don't even want to bet the other the Bears or Cardinals to cover the spread because they legitimately both could lose by 14 so yeah yeah for sure Chiefs and Cowboys um, 
Two, three more games that I got here. The Steelers at the Raiders, where the Raiders are favored by two and a half. Um, Raiders are one and one. They've only scored 27 points. The Steelers, on the other hand, not much better. So it's kind of kind of a toss-up. But the, didn't the Raiders get blown out last week by the... Bills. Yeah. And the Steelers only lost... They won. They beat the Browns. Oh, that's right. They beat the Browns. And I'll they got the blown out by the 49ers week one. So both teams have a close win and a blowout loss. Yeah. I'll take the Steelers in this one. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, dude. Yeah. I'm t- no, it's it's fine. I'm I I'm not gonna switch it up just to be different because I I'm looking at this and I'm like I just don't see the Raiders the Steelers defense man looked on fire Monday night, um, and the offense if they can ever get Najee Harris right and that's it's funny these teams are almost identical Najee Harris Josh Jacobs neither one of them is doing shit um, like it's it's crazy but I'm gonna stick with the Steelers because I I think the Steelers just just defense is better that gives me the uh, the nod eels minus four and a half at the buccaneers i really would like to pick the buccaneers but i'm gonna have to go with the eagles i can't believe this line is only four and a half i'm going i know the bucks are two and oh well, yeah so it's because the bucks are two and oh and they're at home yeah but so. one of those wins is against the bears so <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but i think yeah eagles definitely who played the bears in week one uh the packers Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, next game, you got the Rams at the Bengals. <laughs> Burrow might not play. The Rams are on fire. Uh, the fact, to me, the fact that the the Bengals are favored in this game, I don't understand it. I I will. We might be different on this one, but I'm taking the Rams. No, we're not different. Um, <laughs> if, if Burrow plays, then I think the Bengals. Win. I would have made the same distinction, but I know we've in the past not allowed ourselves to make distinctions like that. So I'm just going to straight up take the Rams. Yeah. Wait, why haven't we allowed ourselves to make distinctions? Because that's just too much work. Okay. Um, we have to go off the information we have when we make the pick. Right. So well, I'm not saying I want to change my pick based off what Joe Burrow does. I'm just right. saying. Like, I'm knew, with you. I, I'm yeah, saying. If I knew so, he was playing, I'd pick the Bengals. I'd pick the Bengals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I would, no. I would do the same. Yeah. But since. But. Assuming Joe Burrow doesn't play, plays. I take the Rams. Yeah. And I don't think he does play. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be safe and, and pick. Because I th- think I saw that the Browns' backup quarterback is Jake Browning. So yes, Jake Browning is the backup. So, um, yeah, if I'd I'd rather be safe and pick the Rams, assuming Burrow's not playing. If he plays and they win, uh, you know, whatever. But um, I don't think he plays. So I'm gonna stick with the Rams. I think that gives us only two different three Jets, Patriots, Commanders, Bills, Saints, Packers. Should I switch to the Falcons so we have four different, and I just try to get them all back in one week? I mean, I say no. That way, I have let you less a way of you to catch up. But I mean, that's up to you. <laughs> oh, I see. The problem is, I don't want to pick the Falcons because then I feel like I'm jinxing the Lions by picking against them. I mean, 
At this point, I'm as a superstition person, I'm to the point where jink, picking them or not picking them, really, I don't even know if it's had an effect for me. So, <laughs> um, gosh, no, I'm gonna stick with the Lions. I, I just, I don't, I don't think they they lose a game at home. They, I mean, they were so close to being the Seahawks if it wasn't for all the turnovers. I, I think they, I think they can win that game. All right. All right, my confidence pick is the Chiefs. Um, now, and in week one, didn't we agree that we would make our confidence oh, picks without massive lines? Yeah, what was it? Under seven, right? <laughs> Under seven, yes. Oh, damn it. All right, then I'll put mine on the Dolphins. All right, I'm going to go with the... Gosh, I almost want to take the Chargers just because... I, the Vikings suck, but I'm actually going to go with the Eagles because I don't know why that uh, that line is so low to begin with. <laughs> Makes sense to me. All there right, we well, week two, fantasy sleepers. Let's review. Um, you had some good picks to start. Russell Wilson, he was the 16th ranked quarterback uh, against the Commanders. He finished QB2 last week, so that was a heck of a pick. Uh, I had Deshaun Watson. He was 15th ranked, finished 22nd. Not a good pick. Um, obviously, we already talked about how, how quote-unquote terrible he's played. Rashad White was your running back. He was ranked 20th and finished 9th. So, again, hell of a pick. Um, under mine, I went with Dave Montgomery. He was ranked 19th. He finished 18th. Of course, he missed most of the game, so... I'm not going to consider that a win. I consider that a push because he got hurt, but obviously he would have finished much higher. If he finished Definitely would have been a win if he didn't yeah. get hurt. Uh, receiver, we both whiffed on. Uh, you picked Michael Thomas. He was ranked 35th, finished 43rd, um, which is pretty close. And I went with Amari Cooper to stack with Mar uh, Deshaun Watson. He was ranked 25th, finished 31st. So both those guys finished about where they were ranked anyway. I have Amari Cooper, and I didn't play him. You know what's funny? Week. He didn't have a terrible game. I think he had like eight catches for 90. You know, he had like 16, 17 points. It just... I would have started him if he didn't play Monday night. Mm. There's well, one of those situations he was, he was where injury. he was injured. Yeah. And Monday is when they said he was playing. And I'm like, I'm not waiting until Monday. Because if yep. he doesn't play, I the then same I'm screwed. Like, yeah, same thing in a league. I put him on my bench to be safe and then, you know, scored points on my bench, of course. Uh, tight end, you had Hayden Hurst. He was ranked 21st, finished 36th. Um, my only win of the week was my tight end, Kate Otten, who was ranked 29th and finished 11th. Yeah. So. I, I, it's like, I feel like Titans, tight ends are grouped so closely as far as projected points go that like getting a win on tight end, it's almost harder to get a loss on tight end. Well, and it's funny because for a win, I, don't, I think he only scored like nine points, but that's yeah. still tight in 11 because it's such a garbage position at this point. That's my point, exactly. Where Laporta yeah. was what? How did you just pick Laporta every week? Sam Laporta finished sixth with 11.8. Kate Otten had 10.1. So literally 1.7 points behind. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and then and Laporta had an awesome week, so... Yeah, he did. A 12 points out of a tight end is an awesome week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, crazy. But, uh, all right, now we'll do our week three picks for fantasy sleepers. Um, I'm going to start with my quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Uh, we just talked about the Rams-Bengals. He's ranked 17th. Um, he's playing Monday night. The Bengals' defense doesn't look great. 
Now, if Burrow doesn't play and they don't have to shoot out, you know, he may not throw a lot, but I think he, he's he's a good play. In which case, another rookie does really well in Kyron Williams. Yep. So. Well, yeah, Puka, Tutu, Kyron Williams. He's got a lot of weapons that, that no one no one talked about going into the year, and all of a sudden he's surrounded by weapons. <laughs> I did. Or Matthew not on Stafford this podcast. is just that good. <laughs> yeah. I think Matthew Stafford is just that good. Hey. I'm happy to see Matt Staff, Matthew Stafford come back after his Matt, Matty Staffy. I don't know what like which nickname I was trying to go for there. But <laughs> so you, yeah, you couldn't decide in the moment. <laughs> words thing, it's hard. Uh, running back, I have. Well, since, you didn't uh, tell your quarterback yet. Oh, I didn't say. Oh, my quarterback is Dak Prescott, thirteenth ranked QB versus the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals defense. Looks absolutely terrible last week in the second half. Um, they don't have Buda Baker. So yep. their best defensive player is not playing against one of the best teams in the NFL. So good luck. Cardinals uh, defense, Dak Prescott, that's my pick. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's it's going to be a massacre on Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, running back, I went with Najee Harris. He's ranked 25th because he's done nothing all year. Ranked 25th um, because that's – and that's higher than his rank on the rushing list. Yeah, yeah, because he is I, – I, the Vegas has the sixth worth run defense so far. Um, they just got gashed by James Cook. I think the the Steelers they 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 won last week, but they they know they need to get Najee more involved, and and I think he, I, I just think he finishes higher than twenty fifth. I don't think he goes nuts, but I think he finishes higher than twenty fifth. That's why he's my pick. All right, I'm with you. Um, I got Raheem Mostert as the twentieth ranked running back versus Denver, and you had for the reasons you had Najee with the sixth worth defense in Vegas. Denver has the ninth worst rushing defense, and Ramahim Mostert just went off last week. So, yep. to be ranked twentieth, that seems like a prime for a uh, a win. Yeah, it's a low rank for a guy that's that's having a pretty good season so far. By the way, we should start keeping rankings of this as well. That would be fun. Oh, you want to keep track of of how many we get right and wrong? Yeah, why right. not, man? Everything's a competition. We like football. <laughs> we like competition. Make everything a competition. All right. Yeah, exactly. Will, uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep track and and see. Tally them uh, up see next how the season week. Goes. Who's the better fantasy football picker? Maybe <laughs> I said that because you know I I won two this week. You know I I kind of <laughs> figured. Yeah, you were you're feeling good. <laughs> Watch next week. I suck. I perennially perennially bad. At this, so I might just be <laughs> handing you bragging rights, but it, I, I feel good right now. So you started off strong, so we shall see. Yeah. Um, receiver, I'm going with Zay Flowers. He's he's played well first two weeks, going against Indianapolis, second worst pass defense in the league. He's ranked 35th. No Odell Beckham. Um, they have the 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 Ravens don't have a running back. They just have a bunch of running backs, including Kenyon Drake who's back in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I think Zay Flowers, again, 35th. Come on, that dude's going to finish higher than that. He's been higher than that both weeks he's played, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I took Drake London 
from the uh, Falcons against the Lions, who despite their defense being good in week one, their defense was terrible last week, and they are one of the worst pass defense by ranking right now, despite looking good. At least they look better than they did last year. So I'll take Drake London on this one, and I will be happy if I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is the reverse jinx. Should have just gone with all Falcons. Uh, Tight end, I'm going with Adam Troutman. He is ranked 31 uh, tight end against, and they play Miami. Denver's going to have to throw a lot because Miami is going to score a lot. He didn't catch a single pass in week two. I I believe Greg Dolchich is out, um, so he is their number one tight end. I mean, 31st tight end. He's, he's got to score like four points to finish higher than that. Dolchich was up. in in week one, and Troutman did really well, so it would still yeah, not true. surprise me. Yeah. I just think Denver's going to have to throw a whole lot, so some of them will go to Troutman. Yep. Understandable. I picked Mike Jacecki from the uh, Patriots against the Jets. Jets pass defense, not as good as their run defense. And Mike Jacecki, finally, I think he had six targets last week, three or four catches with like 30, 40 yards. So I feel like they're starting to figure out what Jacecki can do in their offense. And you know how tight ends do in the Patriots offense. So that's why I have picked the Patriots tight end. I like it. Not to mention, I just love Mike Jacecki. I love him as a Dolphin. I was excited for him to go to the Patriots because of what they do with tight ends. So we shall see what happens. Absolutely. Sweet. Well, there you go. That's it. That is the pod. We have done it. We've made it through week two and... And previewed week three, just as we kept wanted it, to Kept do. it under two hours. Yeah, barely. see? Exactly. <laughs> uh, excuse like me. Like we've said, this podcast is exclusively for long-haul truckers. <laughs> yeah. And people stuck in rush hour traffic. <laughs> and people that have very big backyards to uh, run their lawnmower through. So. Yes. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Somebody, in fact, I bet you somewhere someone's listening to this on a riding mower mowing like a football field. And they're like, perfect, two hours. You well, know, got two days until the uh, the football game starts on Sunday. I'm just going to listen to these guys talk about it before <laughs> the game that's starts. just enough time to listen to us. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> we should start doing an intermission halfway through. <laughs> we'll just play... Um... What was the name of that song? Okay, never mind. I was thinking the pop 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 up. What oh. is that show? Um, Sanford and Sons. Yeah, we'll just play the Sanford and yeah. Sons song for like three minutes. There you go. Everyone will love it. <laughs> I don't All right. get the licensing fee for that song, though. <laughs> it's so old, it might be free. Uh, it might public be free. domain? Yeah, public domain at this point. Just look up some public domain songs to play. <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh song will be on there. Um, thank you everybody for listening we appreciate you that will do it for week two with the preview of week three we appreciate you we'll be right back here next week to cover all of our predictions for week three and talk about if we were right or how deathly wrong we were Um, but it's been fun this week thank you everybody for listening everybody that's listening to the podcast 
I uh, did see an uptick in new listeners last week. So hopefully if you are made it this far uh, through the podcast uh, again this week, thank you for sticking with us and hanging out. We appreciate you guys. Uh, catch a live stream there every Wednesday um, on YouTube at Coffin Corner. You can come catch us out there. But if you don't and you are just wanting to listen to it on your trucking venture, we appreciate that as well. So thanks to everybody that's <laughs> listening. You can also find us on X at Coffin Corners. You can find us on TikTok at Coffin Corner Podcast. And uh, yeah, any place you can find a podcast, you will find Coffin Corner Podcast. So thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with week three's information and the preview of week four. Until then, unless Richie has anything else to say, that is going to do it for us. Uh, No, I think you covered it. Um, Yeah, please check out our TikTok where we're going to start posting videos with terrible takes uh just to piss people off just to see what kind of engagement they get that'll be great that'll be fun to see it's a science it's a social experiment yes come join the social experiment on tiktok (laughs) coffin corner podcast it'll be great until then thank you everybody for being here we appreciate you you guys are awesome and we will see you next week on episode 11 bye everyone